There we go. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is 38 Terra Launch Day. If you don't know what it is, you're going to find out. We've got this amazing new product from Dr. Will B, the Gut Health MD. I'm actually going to try it for the first time on the air, and he's also going to answer questions for you. He's so popular when he comes on that we don't know if we'll get to all of them, but let's welcome him back to the show. Congratulations on another fine contribution to the world of gut health. Oh, thank you, Chef AJ. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, it's been a, I've had a time. It's been a wild 2024 for me so far. We have a brand new daughter who joined our family on January 4th. That is our, our fourth child. And um, so she's just 10 days old. And then today is the launch day for something that I've been working on for three years. 38 Tara, and I'm excited to talk about it. Well, did you name your daughter Tara by any chance? No, that would be, I, you know what? I, I don't think I could do that. It would feel a little bit, a little bit out of line, but um, no, our daughter, we named her Kaya. That's her oh, name. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, with your long last name, it's good to have short first names, right? That's very true. You have to consider that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to taste this on the air and I will in just a moment, I have it all ready, but let's first talk about what this product is. Who needs it and why? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it kind of starts with the story. So um, for 10 years in my clinic as a gastroenterologist, almost everyone that came to see me, I recommended to them fiber supplements. And, and that included, you know, and I'm not uh, intending to be controversial in any way when I say this, um, but it did actually include many people who had a very healthy diet, including many people who were vegan. And, and, and it's important to understand it was the context, which is these are people with digestive health issues going to see a gastroenterologist. But um, about 95% of people that came in, this is what I would recommend to them. And the reason why is because it worked. Um, I just saw time and again and was quite taken aback by the results. But then Chef AJ in 2020, when Fiberfields came out my book, people were constantly reaching out to me saying, Hey, Dr. B, which fiber supplement do you recommend? And the, the problem for me is like, do I really believe in the ones that you can buy at CVS? Do I really believe that that is the best when they've been around for 30 or 40 years? Like microbiome science has come a very long way in a very short period of time. We know a lot more now than we knew back in the eighties. And, um, and, and do I really believe that they're clean or are we just assuming that they're clean products? Cause we don't know, they're not telling us. And so those were some of the things that motivated me to say, you know what, I've, I've always thought that we could do this better. And why don't I just, why don't I just create the product that I always wanted for my own patients. And that's what motivated me. I started this process in February of 2021. Um, and initiated work on this on this brand and on this product, Daily Microbiome Nutrition. A lot of thought has gone into it. I'm excited to talk about it today, to share it. Um, but you know, it really leads me up to where we are, which is that today's the day that finally I can do that. Finally, I can say here is the thing that I stand behind, that I believe in. And the reason why I can stand behind and believe it is because I've, I'm the one who actually developed it. I'm the one who formulated it. I'm the one who looked at the studies. I'm the one who's ordering the third-party testing to ensure that it's clean. 
Yeah, we actually have some questions about how you do that. So who, who needs a fiber supplement, even healthy vegan eaters? How do you know if this product is right for you? Does, should everybody just try it and see? Well, I mean, look, I, everyone can try it and see. And I think though that like, let me, let me start by kind of breaking down the approach, right? What is the approach to gut health is really the question that you're asking me. And the answer to this question is that from my perspective, it, it does start with, with diet and lifestyle. Like I'm not here, this is not a replacement for food. In no way am I pretending that to be the case. This is not a replacement for food. Food is where we start. But the, um, the thing that I want to sort of say is that food is not the same as this. And this is a product that's targeted and has human clinical trials to show me what it's going to do in terms of the gut microbiome, in terms of enhancing people's bowel movements, in terms of addressing gut symptoms. So it kind of boils down to this from my perspective, Chef AJ, if you are a person who has digestive health problems, I made this product with you in mind. And there are a number of features that we could talk about. One of the really important features that like I, from the beginning was like, I need to do this is that this is certified low FODMAP. So if you are a person who has gut problems, this was designed to be gentle yet simultaneously effective. Um, now, if you're not a person who has gut problems, then the question from my perspective is, do you care about your gut health? And I would hope that the answer would be yes. And if the answer is yes, you still benefit from this product because the product has ingredients that have been shown in clin clinical trials to, as a few examples, increase acromancia, which is one of the beneficial gut bugs by 317%, increase bifidobacteria by 350%, increase fecal bacterium substantially close to 200%. So, um, you know, from my perspective, like I actually have been using this product myself for several months and I eat a healthful diet and I exercise and I think that I like do the things that I preach, yet I still notice a benefit and difference in terms of the quality of my bowel movements, how I feel, um, control over my appetite. There's a number of different things that I found to be beneficial there. That's so cool. So how did you do all the testing? I mean, you said there were actually like clinical trials where you tested people's microbiomes before and after. So the ingredients that went into the product were um, tested in clinical trials. So it's not so much that the product itself was um, like basically conducted a clinical trial on. We're a, we're a small company and it would be very hard for me to do that. And also it would basically like set me back probably at least 18 months in order to do that type of study. Now, that being said, in the future, I absolutely can see that we would potentially be doing something like that. But the process of developing this product was looking at individual ingredients and what are the studies that they have to support them. And so there's a number of, of ingredients. I'll tell you about two of them right now. One is a resistant starch called sonal. Resistant starch is conceptually similar to fiber, but in many ways I would argue it's unique and in some ways better. Um, it's designed to get to your gut microbes and help your gut microbes to produce short-chain fatty acids. A second ingredient that I want to talk about is called actazin. It's kiwi fruit. And kiwi fruit, we know, helps with bowel movements. So, like, it helps people who are constipated. Kiwi fruit is also good for the microbiome. Well, in human clinical trials where, like, they're comparing this to a placebo, that's what they found. It helped constipation. It helped people have more regular formed bowel movements. 
and it enhanced the microbiome. So, and you know, the last thing that I'll say about this, so like at, in building the formula, when you have these human clinical trials that show you what these ingredients do, it feels like you're sort of, you're making the wheel to do it again, because you've already done it, you've shown what it does. But, um, but the other thing I want to say that I think is really important is that in those studies, there is a specific dose that's being used that the study proves what the benefit is. And so I'm not here making the claim of those benefits, but then giving you a sprinkle of those particular products. I'm actually using the therapeutic dose that was demonstrated in those human clinical trials to be effective. And I think that's an important part of this process. Great. Thank you. So people actually wrote in questions about this. So I'll, I guess I can get to them right away and I am going to taste it. I just, I'm very full for lunch. Oh, but, but is there a best time to take it? Like first thing in the morning, empty stomach, drink it fast, drink it slow, put it in juice, put it in water, put it in a smoothie. You know, it all depends on, on the individual person. I think that the most important thing that I want to come here and talk about is consistency. Um, so it's really quite striking and interesting. One of the things that I've seen in, in the research, Chef AJ, which is that surprisingly, like shockingly, the number one food in our diet in terms of enhancing our gut microbiome, and I think this is like, I don't think this is what people would expect. I certainly didn't expect this. The number one food is coffee. Whoa. Okay. So now. Is it that coffee is high in fiber? No, it's not high in fiber, but it does have some fiber. Is it that coffee is high in polyphenols? No, it's not. I mean, it does have polyphenols. Don't get me wrong, but you can get more from other plant foods. Um, no, what's special about coffee is that we consume it on a daily basis. If you are a coffee drinker, like I am, um, then you drink coffee probably every single day or almost every single day. And what that does is it starts to have a snowball effect. It galvanizes the microbiome. Whatever it is, those properties of coffee, you are introducing so consistently that they will be reinforced and they will be grown and they will be enriched within your microbiome. So I'm here to say that the most important thing, more, way more important than what time of day or how you take this, it really doesn't matter. What matters is that you take it and that you take it every day. And so, and that's to me, like what I think is special about this product is that you could form a gut health habit that increases the growth of these beneficial bacteria, improves your bowel movements, reduces gut symptoms, like has all these benefits. And you could do that by drinking a beverage that tastes delicious and it takes you 30 seconds. Um, so how do I take it? I take it in the morning and I add it to water. It's berry flavored. Um, you're going to taste it on, on the air. So, you know what, I don't want to give too much away, but um, it's got a flavor and um, it doesn't have to be with water. It could be with juice or with a smoothie or with a plant-based yogurt or a plant-based kefir, like anything that makes sense to you. I don't think I would put it in coffee, but that's just me. It would be a little bit weird to have berry flavored coffee. <laughs> one of the questions I'm seeing in the chat, like this one from Faith, is would it benefit people if they're taking other things? Like, for example, she says, I'm currently rotating acacia, sun fiber, inulin, and green banana flower to rebuild my microbiome, probably SIBO. So can this be added to somebody else's supplement regimen already, or is it an instead of? It could be in addition to. The thing you have to be careful about. So I'm I'm hearing these different fibers. Now let me let me provide a comment. These are not bad choices. 
It's just that if we were to make a better choice, that's how you get to daily microbiome nutrition. And the reason why is because those are monofibers. So each one of them, it's one source and nothing else. Um, and so, whereas daily microbiome nutrition combines seven different plants into one product. So, um, inulin, you have to be careful. It is extremely gas producing. If you're a person who has SIBO, that's going to be problematic for you. It's going to be a real challenge. It works, but it is extremely gas producing. Okay. Um, the green potato. All right. Green potato is resistant starch. So that's quite interesting because my product has resistant starch in it. But I, the, the difference would be that you can't necessarily equate them because what makes my product a little bit different is that I'm using resistant starch at the exact dose that was demonstrated in a clinical trial to have specific beneficial effects. Whereas with the green potato, you can't, or I'm sorry, with the green banana, you can't say that. Not to say it's bad, but it's not the same. You can't say that because we don't have that human clinical trial with that specific dose to prove it. Um, so, and the acacia is actually, acacia is in my product. It's one of the seven plants, but you have six additional plants beyond that. So I think, you know, that's the way that I approach that. Um, I think for a person who has SIBO, so let me be transparent and upfront. This product was not studied in SIBO specifically. It's really hard to find good SIBO studies, to be completely honest with you. That being said, I could point you to the study um, where they demonstrated that actually to get yourself into remission and stay in remission with SIBO, basically meaning that you get rid of the SIBO, to get yourself to that place, you need fiber. And a lot of the advice that we receive around SIBO is, no, no, avoid fiber. And it's actually the wrong choice. You need fiber in SIBO to get it better. But what you really need is you need a low FODMAP source of fiber because low FODMAP means that it's less likely to actually aggravate your symptoms and make you feel bad. So, and that's one of the things that I'm very proud of with this product is that it's certified low FODMAP. We crafted it to be low FODMAP. I didn't know until it actually went through the testing process to prove it. And I was very excited when I found out that we did in fact meet that certification. That's cool because one of the questions that was previously submitted from Gene says, that with my bloated belly, I'm eager to try your prebiotic fiber supplement. But with serious osteoporosis, I try to avoid oxalates and high FODMAPs, which are plentiful in three of your four ingredients, apples, mangoes, beets, their greens, avocado is okay. Does the processing eliminate the oxalates or their threat to, or is the threat to bone health unwarranted? Well, I think that at the dose that we're taking this, I think that the, the threat to bone health is unwarranted. I don't think that you have to have tremendous fear of oxalates. To me, the concern with oxalates, I understand the concerns that people have, but I think that the concern with oxalates has to do when we excessively consume specific foods that are high in oxalates and you just kind of take it too far. Like an example of this to me, Chef AJ, would be that you have a smoothie that you make every single day and into that smoothie, you're throwing an entire tub of spinach. All right, spinach is not bad. Spinach is good. I want you eating spinach. I just don't want you eating only spinach. I want you mixing things up, switching things up. That's where the issue would come into play. Now with this, I'm not particularly concerned about that, but I do think it's a great question. I'm, I'm grateful for that question. Well, thank you. And here's a question. And for this person, maybe your product would be a good one for her. It is from 
Nancy, and she said, Dr. B, I really enjoyed your book, Fiber Fuel. And recently I started drinking a fermented drink from Japan called Koso, K-O-S-O, which is supposed to be a combination of 100 fruits and vegetables, which have been fermented for a year. Are you familiar with this product? And it is likely to be a healthy addition to my diet. I have not heard of that, but I'm excited to hear more. <laughs> it sounds really cool. And um, that's interesting. You know, there, uh, culturally speaking, East Asia consumes a lot more fermented food than we do. And it's just part of the way that they live and they eat. And those are celebrated foods. And there are many um, specific, like Japanese foods, for example, that are fermented, like nat natto, that um, we just simply don't eat. And yet they seem to be very beneficial. Now, I understand natto is it's a little bit funky. It's quite funky, but, um, but nonetheless, like, I think that the, there's this culture of fermenting fermentation that's over there. That's a beautiful thing. And I think that we could use more of it here. It would be better for our guts. But I'm curious, a hundred that's, I mean, I wonder what the dose is to get a hundred of those plants in there. It sounds intriguing. Well, and a quick comment on that. So not necessarily with that product. I don't know that product chef AJ, but I will, let me say this though, because I think, I do think it's important. Um, there are products out there that combine a hundred different ingredients into one scoop, right? And some people like, uh, I have some friends that were like, I'm surprised that you didn't have like a hundred different plants in here. And my answer to them, what I want people to understand is if they give you a hundred different plants in one scoop, then they're giving you trivial amounts of every single one of them. Like you're not really getting anywhere or accomplishing anything with any of them. So from my perspective, what the key was or the way that I approached this in terms of creating the formula was I want to hit those specific therapeutic doses that I know based upon the clinical trials. I know that those are going to be helpful to people. Great. Thank you. This is a great question from Stephanie. She said, is your new product 38 Terra daily microbiome nutrition only for people that have digestive or gut issues? If someone has good digestion with no gut issues, takes this, are there still benefits? And if so, what would they be? Would taking this with a healthy microbiome after the good bugs to be problematic, alter the good bugs to be problematic? There's no evidence that taking this would make the good bug, like be problematic. There's no evidence that this would be problematic. Um, now, um, I think that the mindset here is a transition that, you know, we have been so, um, in a way, almost brainwashed by our healthcare system that is designed for us to wait until we have disease to care. And it's problematic, right? When we wait until there's a problem and then we take steps to fix the problem, then we missed the opportunity to prevent the disease in the first place. And I sincerely believe, and I hope that my supporters believe this with me, that the gut is um, essential to human health, that these gut microbes are essential to human health because they connect not, to, not just to digestion, but to our immune system, our metabolism, our hormones, our mood, our brain function. And so because that connection is so profound and strong, then I'm of the belief that we all should care. And actually the best time to really invest into this is actually when you're feeling really well, because from my perspective, you want to continue to feel really well, you want to age well, and you want to avoid these diseases. And that's to me what the idea is about. Now, what are the benefits that you can expect? It depends on the individual. I can tell you this, like I guarantee you that like probably the first day you're gonna notice that you feel more full than you've normally felt. 
I also expect you to feel more energetic. That's at least what I've experienced. Um, but under the hood, if you look at what's happening within your body, over the course of four weeks, you are going to be increasing the levels of specific gut bacteria. And we know the ones that you're increasing. Acromantia, bifidobacteria, and fecal bacterium. Now, those are just some of the ones that are increasing, but we know for a fact that they are increasing. That's the benefit, and that's, that's what you should expect. Nice. Thanks. Susan would like to know that uh, it says that the website says that the are no artificial sweeteners, but sweeteners that are considered natural like stevia or monk fruit, are any of those in the product? Correct. Yes. So, um, you know, I wanted the product to taste good. And um, as I was contemplating this question, right, like how do you how do you achieve sweetness in a product? Because people do desire that. How do you achieve sweetness in a way that still feels like it's authentic and aligned with our mission, which is to improve your gut health? So um, that meant no sugar. So there's no added sugar. All right. Each serving of, of this product is like less than one gram of sugar and there's zero added sugar. That means no artificial sweeteners. So you can you know, rest assured that's not there. What was left was, well, how do I feel about, for example, monk fruit? And I, I spent time looking at the research and discovered that there's actually evidence that monk fruit has antioxidant properties. And those antioxidant properties appear to actually have a prebiotic effect on our gut microbiome, meaning that the monk fruit itself can be contributing to a healthier gut microbiome. So that's the choice that was made. We went with monk fruit as the sweetener. It's a small amount. It's not, it, this is not one of the larger ingredients. It's a very small percentage of the overall um, product. Perfect. Thank you. Here's the question. I knew one came in about purity from Jane. And she said, regarding 38 Terra, where is it being manufactured? What are the quality control practices that are in place to ensure the product is safe? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So um, first of all, it's being manufactured in Australia. We have a, um, I don't know if people know this, but my friend Simon Hill from The Proof has been involved in this process with me. So he's been a part of building this brand and also formulating this, this particular product, Daily Microbiome Nutrition. And we have a, we have a factory that's in Australia and that Simon has personally visited to see their process. Um, and so now with that, um, we have trust with the factory itself, um, but also we are testing our product. So after the product is done, then basically it's run through a series of tests, some of which I'm still waiting to get back. Many of them I already have. As an example, I know that this is low FODMAP and it's been certified low FODMAP. I know that the gluten content of this product is undetectable. You can't find gluten in this product right now. That's quite reassuring because if there was a contamination issue, then I think gluten would be showing up because these, these, um, these factories, they often are, you know, it's not a gluten-free factory. So if there's contamination, then it typically shows up with the gluten. So that's quite reassuring. So anyway, so that's my process. I mean, you know, the, the, the beautiful and exciting thing about this is that that was one of my concerns going into this is like, I don't, trust these products that are out there and I want something that I can trust and believe in. So let me basically like secure that process myself from start to finish. And then let me test it on the back end and let me share that publicly so that people can have faith and see it the way that I see it. There's transparency. 
Right. And it's only available online. Is that correct? Yeah, it's only available online. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's been, the response has been quite wild um, uh, and exciting. And we are a small company. Um, I need to probably hire some people. And so with that, we will grow. Um, we will grow into new markets where people want us to be. Um, and we will make this more accessible. And there's ways in which I can accomplish that in terms of trying to make this more accessible in the future. But um, anyway, that's where we are today. Thank you. Janet, who's watching live, wants to know, would this product help someone who's suffering from SIBO? And how long would one have to take it? Yeah, so I mean, we did touch on this a little bit earlier, but I think it's, you know, because the question is coming up, I think it's something that people really care about. There's a couple things with SIBO. So this has not been, the product has not been tested specifically in SIBO. And in fact, in SIBO, it's very hard to find anything that's actually been rigorously tested. So it's, you're, you're just at the end of the day doing what the evidence would support and what makes sense. What the evidence actually shows, which I think shocks a lot of people and goes against what is the typical approach is that fiber is essential. Um, and that fiber helps people to overcome SIBA. Now that can be tricky because fiber also can activate symptoms. People can, uh, you know, consume fiber, whether it be in a supplement or um, in their diet and feel unwell because of the SIBO. So where this product is unique and special, and I think quite helpful, is that it's low FODMAP. The fact that it's low FODMAP means that it's gentle and therefore um, less likely to aggravate symptoms. I can't say not going to aggravate symptoms because that would be like probably untrue for some people. I'm sure there's gonna be someone who's gonna get symptoms, but it's far less likely to aggravate symptoms because it's a certified low FODMAP product. So it's been really designed with these people in mind. So I. I I actually think for SIBO, even though it hasn't been formally tested, knowing what we know, I think that this can be something that can help. You asked how long. To me, four weeks is the minimum. That would be a one month subscription. But I actually really believe that like, um, the longer that you do this, the more that you're going to benefit. So to me, like I'm, I'm a believer. What I want is I want people to subscribe. I don't want people to buy one month. I'm grateful if you want to buy one month and try it. But ultimately, where this product is going to help you is not taking it for a month. Where this product is going to help you is when you take it consistently and make this your daily health habit. Wow. Thank you. A lot of people watching live on the four platforms that we're streaming to want to know, is it completely organic, completely non-GMO, and do you test for heavy metals? We test for heavy metals. We test for a lot more than heavy metals. We're testing for glyphosate as well um, and, uh, and a number of other things. It is... So it, it's interesting. It's a little bit hard to, um, I guess I'm just going to unpack it and tell you the, 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 the answer to this, which is that there are ingredients coming from um, unique places that are in this product. So as an example, um, lingonberry comes from Finland. Now lingonberry is a tart berry found in these Nordic forests that um, actually we, the evidence indicates has the highest level of antioxidants of any berry out there. That was the motivation in choosing this lingonberry. Now the way that this is harvested is not on a farm. It is not sprayed. Um, and it's literally people going out and picking it. Okay. And that gets ultimately turned into the lingonberry that's in this product. The problem is that like, this is a unique ingredient. So 
you don't have that kind of testing. You don't have GMO testing. You would, why would you GMO test that? It's like literally growing in the forest. Um, so, and that really limits your ability to make claims like this is organic or this is non-GMO. I have investigated the process of trying to accomplish this. And part of the issue is it adds a lot of cost to me in order to do that. And then of course, then you add that cost and what do you do? Do you, do you, do you pass that on to your consumer? Um, so what I would say is this, this product was designed to be from my perspective, the best gut health product. I've looked at all the ingredients. If it's not in there, it's because I chose to pass on it. And this was formulated to be the best gut health product that I could come up with. And then on the back end, I, I, I test it to demonstrate to you so that you can be confident that this meets the standards that I hold for myself. All right. But as for organic, um, I could have done organic ingredients, but I think I would have been selling you something that wouldn't have been as good as this product. Thank you. I don't know if this is the same as SIBO. So if it is, just let me know. But Amanda said, would your product help fight inflammation caused by clostridium bacterial overgrowth in the intestinal tract? Yeah, so clostridium is a bacteria that causes an infection called C. diff. And, um, and it's violent and nasty. Typically occurs after antibiotics. Many of us carry this bacteria, we just don't realize it. And it's not a problem until you damage the, the microbiome, which is what happens when we take antibiotics. You take your antibiotic, it decimates the bacteria, the good guys, the, get, the good guys get rocked. And now the C. diff, which is resistant to that antibiotic, thrives and it multiplies and it grows and then it causes this vicious um, colon infection that can actually be life-threatening. So um, what is the solution to this? The solution to this is to support the good guy bacteria. When you support the good guy bacteria, they suppress the bad guys. I don't have a direct clinical trial with regard to C. diff with this particular product. I will say for this person who's asking, there are also probiotics. This is not a probiotic. There are also, there are also, uh, there are also probiotics that um, are beneficial in terms of preventing C. diff infection. If that's your particular goal, then that actually might be the best fit. But I will also believe that this would likely help. I just can't prove it. Right. Okay, good. Uh, let's see what Rebecca said. Let's see. Oh, this is really, really long. I can't, I can't. Uh, we don't have time for that one. This is, here's a shorter one. This is from Chad. 29 in 2000, I'm 29, in 2000, I was diagnosed with Crohn's colitis and my doctor having no clue what caused it or how to reverse it with diet. After a colonoscopy biopsy, I had bloody stools continued for days, was left with a decision to have surgery or go home and die. My entire large intestine, wow, and 30 centimeters of my small intestine was removed. What is the best way to optimize short chain fatty acid production with this situation? Sounds First serious. It's a challenge. That is a challenge. And I'm sorry to hear that. That's Chad. Chad. Yeah. It's my favorite boys, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Wow. He's yeah. Had a lot of stuff happen. Really? Okay. Well, I hope Chad is watching. First of all, Chad, um, I'm, I really hope you're doing better. Um, that what you went through, that's hard and traumatizing. Now here's the good news. The gut microbiome, um, it continues to adapt. So even though your colon is removed, your gut microbiome actually will take up residence in inside your small intestine. So you still have a gut microbiome 
it to be honest, to be frank, is likely more fragile than the average person's microbiome because it's been reconstituted in a different way. But that being said, it's there. It can be supported. And the way that you get short-chain fatty acids is to feed those microbes prebiotic fiber. That's what this product is designed, designed to do. So um, Chef AJ, the nutrition facts that are on the uh, product one of the things that you find is that you have the daily microbiome nutrition prebiotic fiber blend. So I'm going to read to you the ingredients that are in there because I, I think this is relevant to what Chad is asking. It has resistant starch from potatoes. It has green kiwi fruit powder called actazin. It's got baobab, which is an ancestral, ancestral fruit consumed by um, tribal people in Africa. And it's got acacia gum, which is a prebiotic fiber. All of these things are shown to increase short-chain fatty acids. So basically, you have four unique types of fiber in that fiber blend that are designed to treat to increase short chain fatty acids. Nice. Thank you. Uh, this is from a 57 year old female who, with the exception of osteopenia, is healthy, whole food, plant based, SOS free. She's considering HRT and wondering if that treatment could weaken her gut microbiome. Data that I've seen with HRT, I mean, this gets to be a quite controversial topic, but you know, women who are suffering with menopausal type symptoms, HRT clearly helps them to feel better. And the data that I've seen has suggested that it also helps to provide metabolic balance, which is beneficial. When you achieve metabolic balance, that to me indicates that the gut microbiome is also in a friendlier place. So while I haven't actually seen microbiome studies with this particular situation of taking HRT for menopausal type symptoms. I, I haven't seen a microbiome study for that. Um, I do think that this could be beneficial in that regard. And, you know, it's an interesting thing because at Zoe, many people know that I'm the U.S. medical director of Zoe. And um, menopause is an area that we're very interested in because we feel like it's been understudied. And so this is the type of research that we're quite eager to do because we have all of the pieces that we need. We have the symptoms, we have the metabolic data, we have the microbiome data, and we know who's taking HRT. So this is the type of stuff that we're starting to look into. Great, thank you. Oh, where did, oh a lot of the live viewers are saying, can someone with diverticulitis take this? Okay, so um, it, to answer this question, I have to start by kind of separating out diverticulosis and diverticulitis um, because they're, um, they're not the same thing, and it's an important distinction. So diverticulosis are the pouches. It's like the anatomical change that takes place within the colon, typically the left lower, I'm touching my left lower colon. So typically in the left lower colon, which we call the sigmoid colon, that's where you find diverticulosis. So like on a colonoscopy, you can see this. If a doctor does a CAT scan, they could see this. Diverticulitis is what happens when one of those pouches becomes infected. So itis is our word for inflammation, itis. Diverticulitis means inflammation of one of those pouches caused by an infection. Okay, these are separate things. If you have diverticulitis, you need antibiotics. And we can't delay um, because that infection can escalate and potentially compromise the wall of your colon. And I have had people who experience colonic rupture as a result of diverticulitis that's not treated quick enough. So basically, if you get this sharp, intense pain, fever, and nausea in the left lower quadrant, you might have diverticulitis, you need to call your doctor. That's the answer to that. If you're not having an infection, but you have diverticulosis, 
Fiber is your friend. You want fiber to support a gut microbiome. You're not going to, to be clear, um, and I said this in the beginning, but I hope that there's people who weren't here in the first two seconds of the show that are joining now. Hello, everyone. Um, to be clear, you should not be getting the majority of your fiber from this, okay? This is daily microbiome nutrition. This is a targeted supplement. It is not a replacement for food. The majority of your fiber comes from your diet. So you crank up your fiber with your diet, and then the cherry on top is the 38 Tera because the 38 Tera helps you to achieve additional benefits. Nice. Okay, let's see. Let me look in the chat as well as going back and forth. See, uh, for a vegan without a gallbladder, can you, uh, who takes probiotics and has tried fibrous foods, psyllium husks, acacia, cholestyrene, and still suffers from chronic diarrhea, what do you recommend? And will this help with diarrhea? Will it help with constipation? Will it help with both? So the product has uh, ingredients that are shown to normalize our bowel movements. So if you follow my work, in fact, my coffee cup right here has this. This is the Bristol stool scale. It looks like it's backwards in terms of the writing. But basically what we have here is this is a Bristol one. See, it's like a rabbit pellets. This is a Bristol seven. That's just watery. Okay, so this is constipation. This is diarrhea. And this right here is a fantastic Bristol four. That is a log. And that is worth celebrating. This is what we want. Yes, it's true. This is what we want because when you have this, you your gut is in a happy place. And also, you're probably going to feel really good after having a healthy bowel movement. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but it's the truth. So, all right. As you are drifting towards constipation, as you are drifting towards diarrhea, what we want is to bring you back to the Bristol 4. That's what my product has been shown to do. It has ingredients that are shown to bring back normalize back to a Bristol four. And it also has been shown to improve mild constipation and mild diarrhea. Now, this particular scenario that you're that you're offering me though, Chef AJ, is a person who's had their gallbladder removed. The issue with this is they can develop a condition. I want this person to write this down. It's called bile acid malabsorption. Okay. It's also sometimes called not to be I apologize for my nerdiness, but it's called bile salt enteropathy. E-N-T-E-R-O-P-A-T-H-Y, okay? Bile salt enteropathy. All right, that's the issue. Now, this is related to the fact that you don't have a gallbladder, so these bile salts are, are leaking into your intestines around the clock and then irritating. So you may find that this helps, but I would think about other options. Um, and if the cholestyramine didn't work, I would talk to your doctor about alternative choices that are similar to cholestyramine. I've had great success with a drug called Willcall for that particular issue. And it is something that sometimes, like it, this is not something where um, diet is typically adequate to control that type of diarrhea because there's actually a pathologic cause for it. So you need a medication to balance it out. And the medications usually are very effective. Terrific. Well, if you just joined us, we're talking to Dr. Will B, the Gut Health MD, about his wonderful new product, 38 Terra, that just launched today. I think it's about time that I taste this. It's All right. really good. It smells very fruity, almost tropical. So I didn't know how much water. So I put 12 ounces in. Is that too much? I could do less. Or... Okay. So 12 ounces is perfectly fine. Okay. I think that the individual, like you could go anywhere from four to 12 ounces with this. You don't necessarily need more. The one thing that I will say, 
is when you take this fiber product and you add a little bit of extra water, it really helps to, to hydrate and lubricate the intestines. And so, you know, if you're a person, for example, who has constipation, then I would encourage you to have a little more water with it. Perfect. I actually yeah. am more the opposite, but we'll go with the 12 ounces. So here's one scoop. It almost reminds me of Kool-Aid. <laughs> so the, so, and something I want to point out real quick. So you're doing two teaspoons. Okay. Right. That, that was an exact teaspoon measure. You sent me exactly. this, spoon, but here we go. That's right. So, so um, I just want to point out that you can use a measuring spoon if you want to, but also you don't have to be perfect about this. You can oh. just take a, a teaspoon and just throw a couple scoops in there. That's what I do. Well, it sure is a pretty color. Let's see. Yep. So it's a nice, like, sort of. I feel like I'm drinking a tropical punch. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, it tastes good. It tastes sweet. It tastes, it tastes tropical to me. Like, I don't know if it's guava or it just, it tastes tropical. You know, the guava, that's an interesting point. I could see that. Um, there is no guava in the product. The, if you look at the ingredient list, the mango, the mm. mango, the kiwi fruit are um, contributing substantially to the flavor profile, as is the lingonberry. And then the beetroot is really driving the color that you see there. So the color is from the beets. I mean, it's certainly, either people I think are going to find this either downright delicious or at least palatable. Like there's nothing like icky or gross or thick. It's not like drinking Metamucil, you know? Oh, no, it's it's actually like it dissolves quite readily. I mean, you can see that, right? It's, it dissolves quite readily. There's no effort. No, there's no, there's no residue. And I'm not, I'm not, I mean, normally I would probably nurse this over a little bit longer period of time. Oh, one thing, if you hold it up, don't stir it for a moment. Just hold it up and let's see the bottom of it. I don't know if we okay. can see. Is there a little bit of white powder there? Just a little Let bit. Let me look. Okay. Um, Not I, much. Maybe a little. I don't really. Like a couple of droplets of, not droplets. Little, I can see a little bit of particular matter. Not much. Okay. So here's the deal. The, there is a white powder that typically will settle on the bottom. It's the potato starch. When you started drinking it, you did such a fine job of stirring it with every single sip that um, you mixed up the potato starch and then you swallowed it, you're not going to notice it. There's no grit. There's no, you can't tell that it's there. But just know that if you get down to the bottom of your beverage and you see a little bit of powder there, all you got to do is just one of these, one of these, just kind of swish it up a little bit. And when yeah, you do I this. Got it. I, I, I don't know. I'm always kind of stirring my beverages, even if I doesn't need to. Do you only ship in the United States, Gail wants to know, or can you ship it to Canada as well? Okay. This is, this is, I'm, I'm learning a lot today because today is launch day. So I am learning these things for the first time in some cases. We have a, a, a warehouse in Chicago and we have a warehouse in Sydney, Australia. So if you're in the United States or in Australia, it's actually very easy for me to get it to you because I'm already in your country. Now, here's the thing that surprised me. Um, I thought shipping from Chicago, in my mind, it's like, look. Canada is like across the border. I mean, it's like literally from Chicago. If you had a pair of binoculars and you went to the top of the John Hancock Tower, you could see Canada. So in my mind, it's like, just get it across the border and, and make it easy for these people. And what I've learned today is that there is international shipping costs and also there can be customs issues. So there can be some added costs to this, which I regret. It's not something that I have any control over, unfortunately. For my friends who are up in Canada, I really actually thought that by setting it up the way that I did, I would be able to serve you really well. And I'm discovering that there's some challenges, some barriers that exist there. So, um, you know, like we're just getting started. This is a small and new company. And my expectation is that I'm going to get better. And one of the things that I would like to do is to have a warehouse in Canada as well so that I can ship direct to people and make that easier for them. All right. Robert said, do you, are you looking for any investors? 
No, um, you know, my, so I have not taken any investors, nor have I sought them. Um, my wife really loves, I have four kids and my wife loves the idea of us having a business that can be passed on potentially to our children. Now I understand that people who are entrepreneurs will look at me and say, you're a bit naive, Dr. B, because there's a lot of complexity there and your kids may not even want to be doing this kind of work. But that being said, um, that's a vision or a dream that my wife and I have that we, we, uh, we at least want to continue to entertain for the time being. So we're not, we're not trying to do investors. We're a small operation and, um, and we're just going to grow as we grow with our consumers. Thank you. This is anonymous. And the anonymous person says, will this product help with bowel incontinence? Um, and if not, what will, what are the possible causes and treatments? And it looks like they're seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist. Yes. So bowel incontinence is, I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, I realized the average person, they're like, oh, geez, we have to talk about this. But for me, I'm like, I'm glad we get to talk about this because there's a lot of people out there who are suffering with this issue and they're not comfortable talking about it. So they feel very isolated and actually shameful. And that's, I hate that. It's not fair. And many, in, in, in many cases, they, they kind of isolate themselves. Like they, they don't go out because they're afraid of what could happen. Okay. It's important to understand that there's a number of different ways that bowel incontinence can happen. It can be a sensory issue. It can be a, a pelvic floor issue, a muscular issue. Um, it can also be a bowel form issue. When I say bowel form, what I'm really saying is that if you have diarrhea, if you have loose stool, I'm here to tell you that step number one, if you were to go to a gastroenterologist, is to form up the stool. And for the vast majority of people, at least this is my experience, if you take a person, these are most commonly women, most commonly 20 or 30 years after childbirth, but sometimes earlier, if you take a woman who's having uh, bowel incontinence and she's having loose stool and you give her form and you give her a Bristol four, meaning a nice formed sausage, the bowel incontinence goes away. That's step one. And that's where a product like this can potentially help. But people saying, are you interested in hiring people? You maybe mentioned it once. How would they get in touch with you if you are hiring people? Get me on social media if you are interested. I, like, I, I clearly am going to have to hire someone. And um, I have to figure that out. And they're asking if you're going to go on Shark Tank with the product and why it's called 38 Terra. Oh, that's a great question. I'm glad. Okay, I'm not going on Shark Tank. No, that was, Shark Tank would disrupt this vision that my wife and I, this naive vision of us passing on this business to our children one day. Um, 38 Terra. Well, uh, we have 38 trillion microbes living inside of us. And I'm of the belief that the right way to our health is to empower those microbes, um, to fuel them, to make them stronger. That's what this brand is about. This brand is about achieving health through the gut microbes. Terra is another word for trillion. So like when we think about, you know, the the bits on our computer, mega, giga, tera, tera means trillion. So 38 trillion to 38 tera is another way of saying 38 trillion. And that's just representing the fact that I think the right way to your health is by, is, is by supporting your gut microbiome. Perfect. Nancy wants to know if your product can be given to a child, a 15 year old that's on the autism spectrum that also has anxiety. Would it help them? It's a great question. First of all, Nancy, thank you. And um, 
I, if I had my way, I would give you something that would clearly help. The product was developed for adults. Um, I have to start with that because when we're talking about children, um, a 15 year old is one thing, but like I, I had a question earlier today about a nine month old. The product was developed for adults. If you are considering using this in a child, by the way, I would not use it in someone under 12 months of age for sure. Um, but if you have a child that you want to use this product in, my recommendation is to talk to your pediatrician. The safety profile is conceptually similar to fiber supplements. If we can give our kids Miralax, then I'm quite certain that we're safe to give our kids 38 Terra, which actually is good for their gut microbiome. Um, but I would still recommend that you talk to your pediatrician about this. With a 15-year-old, um, whether or not to talk to your pediatrician is really your choice because a 15-year-old is much more similar, at least physically, to us as adults. I can't promise that this is going to be beneficial for um, for your child and with regard to the to the issues that you're raising. I can't promise that. I think I would be a, a bad person to sit here and pretend that I know the answer. Um, what I do know is not with my particular product, but with fiber, there is evidence to suggest that it enhances the focus of children. And so I, are there ways in which I can say that it would make sense? Yes. Do I know it's going to work? No, I don't. Um, so, and I would be very curious to hear from people who are trying it for things like this. I would be very curious to hear. Yeah. Nice. Uh, somebody's asking if they can get a discount, but what I saw on the website is if you do auto ship, you do get a discount. That is correct. So, um, you know, my, my goal with this chef AJ is to build a cohort of subscribers and uh, let me be transparent. I don't have a ton of product. Um, and my expectation is that our product is going to sell out. So what I've done is to basically set aside enough product to support five months for a group of people who want to sign up and be subscribers. Now with this, whether you do it now or whether you do it a year from now, the structure will be the same. Here's how it goes. If you want to subscribe and be a part of this, of this team, this community with me, then basically I cut $10 off the top immediately every single month. So every single month it's $10 off. In addition to that, if you're in the United States, I'm going to cover the cost of shipping and handling for you. If you're in Australia, I'm going to cover the cost of shipping and handling for you. And as we expand into new places, if I get a warehouse in, in Canada, if I get a warehouse in the UK, I can extend that same offer to those people as well. But right now, it's just the United States and Australia, free shipping and handling every single month. That amounts to, on a monthly basis, about a $20 uh, savings per month. You are not... Um, uh, when you subscribe, you are not committing to any period of time. You can do it for a month if you want to. If this is not the product for you, I don't want to force you to take it. Um, but that being said, if this is the product for you, I want you to take it because I think that the, the that taking this on a daily basis over a period of time is how you're going to actually achieve the maximum benefits from this product. Okay, thank you. All right, so here's a fun question from Carol. Is there such a thing as incomplete bowel elimination and how concerned should one be? I can wipe nonstop and it never seems to get it at all. It does not appear on my underwear, although sometimes walking a long distance, even short, will cause my bowels to leak and sometimes a lot that does appear. But when I've not felt a thing when it happens, well, I got to get a product that'll fix that too, huh? Yeah, and sometimes it's not a product to be completely upfront and transparent. Sometimes it's not a product that fixes that issue. So now here's the thing. If you take, this is actually quite common. There's a lot of people like this. 
Um, I'm not asking people to raise their hand and say, hey, that's me. Um, we can privately do an intake, each of us. But there's a lot of people who go and it's they don't completely empty. And sometimes that's a constipation issue. And sometimes it's a pelvic floor issue. And if you could have that person, because what she's describing is a touch of incontinence. So now incontinence doesn't necessarily mean that you've had this massive bowel movement, you know, in your in your underwear. Um, incontinence can be a small amount of leakage, but it's still a lack of complete control. It's still a lack of a completely intact barrier. And so what's happening here is that with this person, if we could, if we could have this person have a complete elimination, I think the whole issue would go away. If we could get a complete evacuation, the question boils down to, is it a stool form problem or is it a pelvic floor problem? And if it's a stool form problem, then 38 Terra may be beneficial and helpful in that context. And if it's a pelvic floor issue, then ultimately what's going to help is working with a physical therapist who specializes in that area. Yeah, I've had some on the show. They're fabulous. They're, 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 they, they do amazing things. Uh, Linda, who's watching live, says, do you have any advice for someone who has had an esophagectomy due to esophageal cancer and has a very small stomach? It requires significant modification. I mean, that's a, that's challenging. That is a huge surgery and hard for people um, because now the stomach is being actually connected up to the esophagus right here. So it's, they call it a gastric pull-through. Um, so and it really, really limits the ability of your stomach to expand. It may be the same size in terms of the uh, canteen, if we want to call it like a, you know, a canteen. It may be the same size, but it doesn't, it doesn't expand the way that it used to. And so generally what this requires is people to adapt and find what works for them, which can often be smaller meals. Mm, nice. Hey, I'm curious if you sent the product, we're talking about 38 Terra on launch day to any of your old professors like Dr. Drossman or to Emron Meyer to taste. You know what? I need to. Um, this whole thing has come at me very quickly. And, you know, part of it is uh, also having a new baby in the house. I've, I feel like I've got a bazillion things that I'm juggling all at once while also uh, jumping on one foot. So I, I do need to get some to Dr. Drossman, my old friend, and to my old friend, Dr. Emron Meyer. Um, I would love to hear what they think about it. I think they would love it. Yeah, and Dr. Mark Pimentel said it to everybody. I got a whole list of GI doctors from when I did the GI yeah. health movement. Uh, Victoria says, is there a connection between the vagus nerve and digestion? And are there some foods to help release accumulated or stuck gas? Would this help? Would this product help with gas and bloating? Well, uh, it produces less gas and bloating than other alternative choices. This is why it's certified low FODMAP. Um, and also when you address bowel motility, you address this issue. So the number one piece of advice that I would give to a person who, who complains of gas and bloating and having this type of issue is to make sure that you're having good, regular, complete evacuations. And there are some people who poop once a day and they're not actually having enough of an evacuation. And when that's the case, they experience this. And if you can, if you can get their bowels moving, then um, they feel better. So gas and bloating is actually many times an indication of retained stool that needs to be mobilized. And, um, and something like this, 38 Terry, you know, I mentioned earlier that this has been shown to enhance stool form, to reduce gas and bloating, and also to treat mild forms of constipation. And that's, that's where something like this can be beneficial is if you can get it moving through, then you're going to feel better. You once told me on a previous show that you could actually 
have diarrhea and be constipated. That blew my mind. Yeah, you can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's mind blowing. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, okay, so the way that this works, there's a couple of ways that this can work, but I'm going to tell you the, the main one. It's called overflow diarrhea. And basically what this is, is that you get backed up and you have a hard stool that is a column and it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. It's not moving. And so now your body, you're still like consuming liquids and consuming food. And a lot of liquid comes down to the colon. And now it like basically moves around, around this column of stool that's stuck. And so it sneaks through the cracks and the crevices and it comes down and it hits your rectum and explodes out as diarrhea. And so you go to your doctor and you say, I'm having diarrhea. And the doctor says, take Imodium, which is an anti-diarrheal. And your problem gets worse. And the reason why is because this is not actually diarrhea, even though that's what you're experiencing. The problem here is that you're, you're backed up with constipation. So the solution is actually to mobilize that stool. And when you mobilize that stool, you will feel a million times better and your diarrhea will go away. Nice. Uh, this is from Marcy. Have you ever heard of Biocidin Broad Spectrum Liquid or GI Revive Powder? And are those any good? I've heard of it. I've seen it. I haven't really looked into it. I, so it's, it, it would be unfair for me to comment. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really feel super comfortable commenting on other people's products anyway. Um, but it's hard for me to really say, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I want to respect your time because you have a baby and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious. I've never asked you, do you have a dog? Okay. <laughs> because aren't those good for the microbiome? That's what I was all told. Right. They're great for the microbiome. They're great. You, your microbiome, Chef AJ, your, your microbiome is shared with whoever you share your home with. So if you have pets, it's great for your microbiome and, um, and choose your partners wisely because, um, you will share microbes with your partners as well. Whoever's in the home with you. Um, so we don't have a dog. Part of it is that we have so many children that I don't know that we could accommodate a dog. But we do have a cat. His name is Noli. He's quite lovely. He's a great cat. Um, and he's our he's our furry one. And then we have two exotic pets. Have I ever told you about this? No, I'm let me get exotic. Uh some kind of reptile. You have one reptile. Nice. The other one is not a reptile. But it's not so the reptile, his name is Kiko. And Kiko is a um African fat tailed gecko. He's got a really fat tail. It's very cute. He's very cute. And then our um, our last pet, my son, uh, he's seven now. When he was two years old, he would like be in a room and he'd like point at the ceiling and be like, look, a spider. And like he was that way for many years. And then he started going to the library and checking out books about spiders and about tarantulas. And then one year he wrote a letter to Santa and he said, there's only one thing that I want for Christmas. I want a pet tarantula. Oh my God, that would freak me out. No, no. Does it sleep in his room? <laughs> can i tell you something they're the best pets really I'm, I'm serious when i say that yes they're the best pets here's why so first of all the the type of spider that we got him it's called a brazilian black they're from brazil all right it's the same tarantula that you saw on home alone and the reason why they used that particular tarantula on home alone is that they don't bite they don't bite they don't want to they don't want to cause harm they're very they're quite docile and friendly and so they call them the black, <laughs> I know this sounds ridiculous, but they call them the black labs of tarantulas. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I never heard that actually. 
So anyway, um, and the thing that's cool about these tarantulas, Chef AJ, is that they're they're so easy. Like, but like, do you play with it? Do you take it for a walk? I mean, how do you interact with this? That is very interesting. uh okay well you 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 can like pet my son was doing this today you can pet its abdomen okay which is like the big bulbous part on the backside so you can pet its abdomen um and like it's in the middle of our house and it's a great conversation starter people are very curious about the spider and and like it requires very little effort you never have to clean the cage all you gotta do is add some water you feed it like literally once a week that's a it's easy I hate to ask this as a vegan, but what do they eat? Um, they eat like a, basically like a larva, like a, like a beetle larva. Wow. It's called super worm, but it's not a worm. It's a larva. Amazing. I mean, everybody's asking, do you do consults? But maybe you should break the news that you, you don't see patients anymore. I don't, I, um, I probably will add something in the future. And so, um, the, the quick story there, cause this is, this is something that I, you know, I, many times people haven't heard this, but I do try to talk about it. Um, I was in practice when I wrote both of my first two books and um, and it, it got to a place where it basically like felt to me like there were three things in my life and I could only choose two. So, and those three things were my career as a full-time gastroenterologist taking call every third night. Again, I wrote two books while taking call every third night. So being a full-time gastroenterologist or being an author and having a platform and trying to impact the lives of millions of people and the third is being a dad and being present and, um, and involved with my kids. And so I felt like, you know, look, if I don't actually like take control of this, then the one that gets automatically sacrificed is the kids, which is horrible. That's not what I would choose. So it was not an easy choice, but I left my practice in um, February of 2022. And I have a number of things that I work on now. One of them is 38 Terra. One of them is Zoe. Um, I still create courses to try to help people and I still write books. And so I'm very, I'm as busy as I've ever been, but, um, you know, I, there's no way I'd be able to do all these things and also maintain a clinical practice. So my, 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 I miss patients. I miss patients. I miss the one-on-one -on -one with people. You know, it's nice to try to help millions, but it's also nice to be one-on-one -on -one with a person and try to help them. And, um, so my expectation is when the dust settles later this year, after I get a couple things out of the way. I probably will set something up, but it's going to be quite limited. It's not going to be a crazy, huge thing. Wow. Do you miss procedures? I do. I was, I was good at them. I loved doing them. Um, you can, you can really help a person like very, very quickly with a procedure. And so that's, that's where to me, it was like, um, quite, uh, rewarding. Nice. Well, there is a question from Bella about colonoscopies and she says she's getting one, but she's not able to have sedation. Any advice on how to relax? Gosh, that is hard. I'll be honest with you. That is hard. Um, there's a number of ways that you can approach this. Uh, first of all, what I would say is I, I would have to understand what the, the barrier with sedation is. So there's many different forms of sedation. Some of them, there's one called propofol. Now that is the Michael Jackson drug, but just know that's very safe. And like the whole Michael Jackson thing was like complete misuse by a doctor who should be in jail. All right. Very safe drug works like in two seconds and, um, and you wake up and it's over. That's what I had for my colonoscopy and it was great. And I'm very glad that I did. Um, a second option could be things like Versed and fentanyl. And these are controlled. They're harder to 
get a good beneficial sedation effect, but they do work. And you, you, if they're properly dosed, you're not going to remember and you should not have a significant amount of pain. Um, so now, if you're not going to have sedation, then I would encourage you to at least have an IV put in. And yeah, the reason- that's what she said. They're going to, they, they're going to put it in, but yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the reason why is because, um, you may get into the procedure. Some people do great. Some people do great without sedation, but some people get into the procedure and they're not comfortable and you want them comfortable. They, no one wants to torture anyone. So, um, having the IV gives you that option to be flexible. Yeah. Well, Dixie said she had one and she found it fascinating. She watched the screen the whole time. So I guess people are different. Oh, on their ability. Some people like it to each their own. Like I personally could never do that. And I was very happy to be knocked out. But yeah. I understand some people do like that. And Michelle said she did it without sedation. It was weird, but okay. Oh, somebody's asking if, and again, I should finish my, my, my cocktail. If this could help with intestinal parasites. You know, that's a, that's a question that I, it's hard for me to answer because I would have to know, like, I would have to see evidence and I don't want to sit here and say that it would without having clear evidence. But what I do know is this, your gut microbiome is an ecosystem and that ecosystem is built on balance and study after study after study shows us that the, the solution is not trying to attack the bad guys. There are cases where antibiotics are necessary. I've talked about them some tonight. Um, but the solution is typically not to attack the bad guys. The solution is actually to empower the good guys because when we empower the good guys, we build a healthy gut ecosystem and the good guys actually will naturally suppress the bad guys. So that's actually the best way for us to approach this. So, and that's exactly what daily microbiome nutrition does. It empowers the good guys. And David says, is it kosher? We, we found out it's organic. It's non-GMO. It's basically gluten-free. Is it kosher? You know, it's a really good question. And I had, uh, I've had a couple of people reach out and I really care deeply about being able to fulfill this. I think it's important. Um, it's not certified kosher. In order to do that, there's a process that I have to go through and I'm gonna work on that. Um, it's vegan, but the fact that it's vegan, a person who understands this, understands that being vegan is a good step towards it being kosher, but it is not the only necessary step. There's, you know, it needs to be, um, reviewed and blessed by a rabbi. So something like that. Well, God. well, I wish you every success, but so far, everything you've touched has turned to gold. So I don't see why this would be any exception. I can tell you it tastes good. I don't feel gassy. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel nauseous, but I probably have to come back and tell you tomorrow if it did anything for me, if you know, oh, what we're, you know what, and we're going to see because chef AJ, you have that can. And if you take it once a day, every day, I really think after 30 days, you should see benefits. I'll do it. But what I'm going to do is I, I, you know, I prefer to do most of my drinking in the morning. So to, I just, but I wanted to wait to do it on the show, but it does taste good. It doesn't have an aftertaste. It's more sweet than not sweet. It's not gritty. So give it a try. What do you got to lose? Amazing. Yes, thank you so much. Um, oh, it's so great seeing you. Are you able to spill the beans? Because <laughs> I know you love beans. On what your next book will be and when it will be, or anything. Um, here's the beans that I'm willing to spill today. I'm working on my third book, um, so that's actively happening right now. Uh, I it, it is a secret. It's a secret I'm holding to my to my to my chest. Um, about what that's gonna be about. But the thing that people need to know about the publishing industry is that when you write a book today, it comes out like a year and a half later. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, yep. So, so basically like get excited for probably fall of 25. I doubt it's maybe May of 25, but probably more likely fall of 25. Get excited. 
and I'm really excited about what I'm putting together here for y'all. Um, and I think it's going to help a lot of people like my, like to me, chef AJ, I think you know this about me, but I, I, I feel compelled to say this to your, to your audience. Writing a book to me is about creating a tool for human health. And it's really exciting and fun for me because I get to use my education, my skills, my background as a medical doctor to try to do something that I think is really going to help people. Same yeah. is true with daily microbiome nutrition. That's what it's about. And you do. Thank you so much. It's so great seeing you and, and congratulations on the launch of your fifth child. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. 38tera38tera.com is where you can find it. And if you're in the United States, just know like um, it may not be, it may be sold out by tomorrow. It's going very fast. So if you want some, now's the time to jump on board. Click the link below. Operators standing by. Thanks again. Always great to see you, Dr. Will B. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at uh, what time? 11, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Kim Murphy is going to be making recipes from her new book. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.